Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's Jabari Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it, back at it again. <laughs> and let me tell you, we are coming off of a loss, a big-time loss to uh, the Colts, uh, you know. Colts beat the Jets 30-45. to 45. This Jets defense, is in, <laughs> it looked a mess out there. It really, really did. And we're going to discuss all those things. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, man, your boy's on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Your boy's on iTunes. Can can you subscribe to your boy podcast on iTunes, please? Can somebody, (laughs) anybody, everybody, please, subscribe to your boy on iTunes. I want to thank everybody that does follow the show, follows the podcast on iTunes. Uh, Also, when you do that, please leave your boy some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Let me know what you folks think about, you know, the show. I want to hear it. I want to hear how you folks feel. I want to get your thoughts. I want, to, I want to know what's going on inside your heads when you're listening to the show. You know, salute to everybody that does do that. Uh, salute to Mr. Magic, all those guys over there that do that. But I want more feedback. I want to hear from more people. So please, 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 you know, hit your boy up, subscribe on iTunes, and leave your boy some feedback on there, man. I love, love hearing from y'all folks. Also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000, the show's page is The Long Beach Joe Show. You can go there as well. Follow both of those pages. Hey, and if you want to watch the show live, because I do live stream the show. For those of you that only, you know, strictly listen, listen, I live stream the show on YouTube, okay? So if you want to see this beautiful face attached to this amazing voice, (laughs) if you want to see this beautiful face, come on over to Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, and guess what? You hit that subscribe button. You hit that notification bell as well. So when I post content, you be in the know. And then, boom, when I go live and I stream or when I post content, and we also game on that channel as well. We do a lot of things over here on the Long Beach Joe Show. We game on this channel as well. Then guess what? <laughs> you'll, you'll be in the know. So once you get that notification, you'll be able to step right in and, boom. You know what I'm saying? You'll be able to chit-chat with the savages in the chat, salute to all the savages that, you know, Come in and, and, and talk their stuff, talk about the team, talk about all that stuff. You'll be right there with us, you know what I'm saying, live. You'll be also able to check it out and, you know, watch the playback too. So Long Beach Joe Jets, come on over to YouTube, subscribe there, turn on your notification bell, and give, that, uh, give my videos a thumbs up. So Now with all that said and done, listen here. The New York Jets took a – defensively took a beating Thursday night prime time in front of everybody yet again the Jets have a breakdown now before this game we did a radio show and on the on the radio show we talked about what we talked about hey listen this Colts offense we need to get after Carson Wentz we need to focus on Jonathan Taylor they're without T.Y. Hilton Mike Pittman Everybody was fired up. We were coming off of the big win against the Bengals, and everybody was saying to themselves, listen, we can do this. We can get after the Colts. We can send pressure. We can do all these things. 
We didn't do any of those things. Sulla and Albert should be ashamed of themselves for the way that this defense looked. It looked terrible. It looked completely terrible. The New York Jets gave up 532 yards of total offense to the Indianapolis Colts. 532 yards of total offense. We got ran off out of the building. We got ran completely out of the building. They were running so hard, and they were so physical running the ball early. It was unbelievable. We couldn't stop anything. If your name was Jonathan Taylor, you were going to have a day. If your name was Haim Hines, you were going to have a day. Both of those guys went off against us. We gave up 260 yards total rushing to the Indianapolis Colts. 260 yards total. They had over 200 yards by the third quarter. This Jets defensive line was getting blown off the ball by the Colts offensive line like nobody's business. It was insane. That Colts offensive line completely manhandled us up front. Completely manhandled us. We talked about Jonathan Taylor. We talked about keying in on him. Jonathan Taylor had 19 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns. He also caught the ball as well coming out the backfield for 28 yards too. 172 yards. He was ripping off runs all day long. He was ripping off runs of 10 yards, 12 yards. He had a 30-yard run. He had a 78-yard run for a touchdown in the third quarter to put the Colts up 42-10. to 10. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. It was a complete embarrassment. We could not stop them from running the ball at all. Frank Wright and that staff was calling run plays. They were calling whatever, and it was working at will. There was no adjustments, nothing. And if it wasn't nine, if it wasn't Jonathan Taylor, then it was Hines, the backup running back, going off on us. He had six carries, 74 yards. He had a TD. He also had a 34-yard, a physical 34-yard run early. That led to a touchdown as well for them. Listen, the Colts scored on their first four offensive possessions. On their first four offensive possessions, they scored. We couldn't stop anything. Where was the pass rush? John Franklin Myers, we just paid this guy. Where was he at? He was the only guy. He had one sack the entire game. We only had one sack total. There was no pressure. There was no disruption, nothing. Guys were just allowed to do whatever out there. And if it wasn't guys, if it wasn't their running backs eating us up, then it was guys running wide open in our secondary. Wide open. Mike Pittman running wide open. Five catches, 64 yards. He had a touchdown as well. Now, his touchdown catch, I will say, was suspect. It was kind of suspect. And I don't know what it is with the Jets and the refs and stuff, but I'll tell you what. Keelan Cole's catch, one-handed, is not a catch, but some of these other catches that we're seeing getting reviewed and, and overturned against us, it's kind of weird. At this point, I've been watching the NFL for a long time. I'm confused about what a catch actually is at this point. I'm really confused. But he had himself a catch. That catch 
Uh, initially they didn't call it, then they overturned it and gave it to him, so that was a touchdown for him. These guys were running wide open in the secondary, man. Pascal was running wide open as well, four catches for 58 yards. I mean, Granson, Granson, this rookie tight end they have, he's running around our secondary wide open. It was just a complete mess and breakdown defensively the entire game. And there were no adjustments made defensively, even after the half. They came right back out and kept doing the same thing, and we could not stop it. Ashton Davis, suspect, man, took bad angles, just getting completely destroyed. Carson Wentz, 22 of 30, 272. He had three TDs as well. We got no pressure on him. There were certain plays, certain downs where he literally had 30 years to throw the football. It's insane. Just nothing. We could not get to anybody at all. And then the big gut punch on the day, we saw Marcus May go to the sidelines with Achilles injury. Now we find out Marcus May has tore his Achilles and he's done for the season. Man, the hits just keep on coming, man. The hits just keep on coming. But I'll tell you what, the offense had some, some bright, some brights. The offense actually was something that we were like, you know, we felt kind of positive about leaving this football game. Now, Mike White, he did end up getting injured in this football game early. But when he was out there, let me tell you something. Mike White makes, makes it look easy. He makes it look real easy offensively. And I'm telling you, if he's healed up and ready to go for the next game, I don't know how you don't start the guy. I really don't. On his scoring drive that he led, let me tell you something. On the day, he was 7 of 11, 95 yards. He had a touchdown. He he ended up getting hurt or ended up leaving the game after getting his forearm injured uh, on that touchdown throw. But let me tell you something. Mike White is just so smart with the football. Concise. He understands how to get the football out of his hands fast. He's very decisive with all of his throws. He doesn't take big risks. And a lot of people want to dump on him. And this is something that I saw, you know, as I was talking to people during the game. A lot of people were just like, well, he's just making easy throws. That's all he's doing. He's just taking what's there. Yeah, that's the point of playing quarterback. That's what you're supposed to do sometimes. If you see a guy open and you can make the throw, you make the throw, get the ball in his hands and let him go out there and get the yards that he needs necessary so that we can keep moving the chains. But that's not all he did in this game. He made a lot of great intermediate throws, not just made a lot of great intermediate throws. He made a lot of intermediate throws with pressure in his face that he did not turn away from, that he did not fold from. On that touchdown drive that he had, let me tell you something. There were guys hitting him left and right. And he, was, he stood tall in the pocket, took the shots, and then got right back up and get, got right back to business. There was plays where there were guys hanging off him. He was able to just evade pressure and get the ball out of his hands. All of the things that we saw from Mike White last night before he got injured, got that forearm injury, a lot of the traits that we saw, getting the ball out of his hands quick, being smart, understanding, being able to diagnose and dissect defense, evading pressure and getting away, a lot of those traits are traits that you need to have in this league to be a very good quarterback. He makes it look easy. 
Now, people can say whatever they want to say about him. I know he's not a lot of people's favorites because he, you know, isn't a high draft pick and all those things. Let me tell you something. When you have a guy that looks like this, where the offense is rolling behind him, where he can just roll down a field, you got to play this guy. I'm sorry. We're going to discuss that tonight as well. Now, when Mike White did get injured and go, go, went out, we had to turn to Josh Johnson. And everybody then looked and said, oh, my goodness, Josh Johnson's coming in. What are we going to get? Let me tell you something. Josh Johnson came in and looked solid within the offense. He looked solid as well. He was 27 of 41 on the day. He had 317 yards, three TDs. He also had an interception late. The ball was tipped up, and a, a Colts player caught it as he you know, was trying to get a drive to get us back into the game. But by then, the Colts had kind of – turned everything down. They were just trying to run the clock and get out. But let me tell you something. Josh Johnson was out there making throws as well. He was finding guys. He looked pretty comfortable within the offense too once, you know, they made the adjustment and got the kinks out. I like some of the, the plays that he made as well. Michael LaFleur, again, hats off to this guy. He continues to impress with his play calling. He just does. I was on his back all season so far all season for the horrific play calls that we had seen. This guy stepped up in this football game and continues to do what he needs to do. The play calling was solid. It was innovative. It was creative. We, again, we're, we're still using these trick plays. We're still using these flea flickers. We'll pitch it back, and you'll think that we're pitching it to a runner. No, he's a thrower. We're doing all kinds of things to move the chains. And it's extremely unpredictable. The defenses that we're facing, they don't know what's going on out here. Mike LaFleur is turning into a very solid signal caller, very solid signal caller. His offensive game plan last night, especially, again, losing Mike White, he was able to make the adjustments and, again, keep the, keep the, keep the offense rolling with Josh Johnson. So hats off to Mike LaFleur. Hats off to him. Stay in that booth. I don't want to see you come out that booth, my man. Lock him in the booth. Don't let him out. You know, but he looked amazing. Elijah Moore also had a good game as well. Seven catches, 84 yards. He had two touchdowns. Elijah Moore, he might be turning that corner, man. He might be that guy that everybody was talking about in preseason. He's looking a lot like he did in camp. Looks like he might be catching his stride. Keelan Cole continues to impress as well. He had some big catches. He had five catches, 66 yards. Michael Carter was impressive, too, 13 carries, 49 yards. He also had a catch for 37 yards. He had a big catch to move some change as well. So the offense played all right. Just the defense was atrocious. It was completely atrocious. And that, that needs to change. Again, the, the Jets are struggling when they're going on the road, man. They're completely struggling. Sellers got to figure this out. He's got to figure out how to get this team prepared, especially the defense, at least get them prepared when he goes. So we're going to get to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I could go on forever about this game. I really could. But I want to hear from the people, man. I want to get to the people, and I want to talk to everybody. So, again, 515 515-602-9639. 6029639 is the number. Call in. When you call in, please be patient. 
you know, lines is hot. Also, I know I have a, you know, couple new callers. I got new viewers, new listeners. When you call in, do not curse. That's the only thing I do not allow on my show. You call in cursing, I'll get you out of here fast. Fast. Talking faster, we got Adam Gaze out here. That's out of here, Adam Gaze. Mike LaFleur's offense is looking solid. We don't need you around, Gaze. Get out of here. I'm so glad we fired that clown. All right, so we're about to get to these lines. Salute to everybody as well. Everybody watching on YouTube, please give the stream a thumbs up and also share the stream if you could too. So we're going to my guy, Sebastian. It's my guy, Sebastian, man. Sebastian, I'm coming directly to you. Salute to you, Sebastian. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Sebastian, give me your thoughts. What's going on, man? Give me your thoughts on this Jets defensive performance, man. What were your thoughts about the Jets just getting blown up and ran all over on the ground, man. How do you feel about this Jets run defense? Well, well, first of all, I'm surprised you don't miss any of uh, of our buddy Adam Gates' bubble screens. I'm just saying. But, <laughs> um, as far as the defense is concerned, man, let me tell you, I, I don't know, man. I, I miss the guy Gates. I'm just kidding. But as far as the defense is concerned, man, like, you know, I could take – I really could take us getting hit off the line a little bit. I could take that because the Colts have a superior offensive line. They really do. They did an excuse for Quillen Williams, no. Is an excuse for the front four, no. But I can take mm-hmm. those guys, because they were getting played in the gaps, and I can take them getting eating up those gaps and getting hit. It was the linebacker play and that secondary play that really, really uh, let me down. I was yeah. you know, watching guys. They were playing that soft tacking zone, which I do not understand why we turn to that soft zone all the time. You had guys blowing mm-hmm. coaches, like we mentioned before. There was that rookie that cut across with that little streak off that bunch play that caught us by surprise that really set up that run and the touchdown. Just just that, that soft zone, I don't understand what it is. To me, this defensive performance just screamed out to me, poor coaching on the short week. Poor coaching on the short yeah. week. Other than yeah. that, though, you know, yeah. I, I really look forward to another performance. Yeah. And, and for me, and again, Sebastian, salute, because you, you're bringing the fire early. For me, what, what had me confused was the lack of adjustment. I mean, the, the lack of ability to adjust defensively, particularly after the half, because we saw uh, Jonathan Taylor come right out after the half and get that 78-yard run, and it seemed like the Colts were running the same thing over and over again, and we couldn't stop it. What were your thoughts about the lack of adjustments? Sebastian, did we lose him? I think we might have lost Sebastian. I think we might have lost Sebastian. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to call back in. We might have lost Sebastian there on the thing. Uh, but, you know, salutes again to him calling in. He was bringing the heat early. Like he was saying, you know, you want to make sure that these, this young team is prepared. And when this was one of the things that we were asking coming into this week was, hey, you know, can he get them prepared on a short week? Can he have them ready to play? And we saw this defense go out there and struggle, and that's on Sulla. That's on Sulla and Aldridge. These guys were, you know, coming here to fix this. And now we're seeing that, hey, they go on a roll against the Colts and get blown up by Frank Wright. Those are big questions. Again, we'll keep going to these lines. Again, 515 6029639. 6029639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, please be patient. The lines are hot. Well, I think we got Sebastian back. Sebastian? Sebastian? Yeah, I'm right Man, we lost I, I, you for I, I, a second. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, I love right. service out here. Yeah. Yeah, so I was talking to you. I was saying, hey, man, give me your thoughts about the lack of uh, defensive adjustments. Were you surprised that the Jets weren't able to make the adjustments defensively, particularly after the half? 
I was surprised. I was surprised. I was I was surprised that we just stuffed the box a little more, knowing they were going to hit us on the run. I'm surprised that we didn't take a chance once again with our young cornerback uh, sticking them on the man. If we would have pressed up a little more and, and filled the box up, you know, I think it would have made a difference. But also, too, there was just poor play by T.J. Mosley. There was poor play by our mm-hmm. interior, uh, interior uh, uh, linebacker core. So, you know, it, overall, I don't know what it was. It seemed everybody was just lackluster. So maybe who knows mm-hmm. if the adjustments would have helped. But I'm very surprised that we didn't make those adjustments. And that's what disappointed. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about this Achilles injury to, to May that takes the season away, man? How are you feeling about that situation? Oh, man, that, that is a blow. That is a blow. The fact that we didn't trade him um, at the trade deadline, to me, tells me we were kind of going to lean on him to be that anchor in, in the back. And, and that, that's a blow to us defensively. I believe Ashton Davis is his uh, uh, replacement. And I don't know how yeah. much we can rely on Ashton Davis to cover, cover the back quarter of the field like that. So that's going to hurt us. Um, especially playing against the Bills, explosive offense at the Bills, and that's really going to hurt us. So, you know, I'm looking to see what's going to happen next week. Yeah, yeah. So when when you talk about this Jets offense, though, man, there were some bright spots. There really was some bright mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I saw, mm-hmm. listen, Mike White, in my opinion, he, he continues to look phenomenal. It's, I mean, before he got hurt, the offense was still looking exactly the same as it did against the Bengals, where they were able to march down the field and really do what they needed to do now. When you look at this this situation right now, yes, he's hurt, but they're saying it's trending towards him being uh, playing next week. Is he a guy that you want to see continue to start for the rest of the duration? Even if Wilson is healthy, would you still like to see Mike White out there, you know, quarterbacking the football team? 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, we drove down the field, you know, and, and the first drive, you know, I negate the first drive. Second drive, he came out, drove us down for a score. Um, you know, he's thrown the ball low, I noticed. That's the second game in a row where he's thrown some low passes that when he could just float these passes out, he could, he could really hit guys for dimes. But overall, yeah, I want to see him play again. And I want to see Josh Johnson play again if he can't play. I really would not want to see Flacco come in the game. I think Josh Johnson, I was so proud of that guy last night, scoring three touchdown drives in a row. So, you know, yeah, the, the, the back of quarterbacks are highly, highly impressive. And, of course, I would love to see Mike White hit it again. Yeah. What are your thoughts about some fans that are saying, hey, listen, this offense, you know, particularly the quarterback play, these two quarterbacks, Josh Johnson and Mike White, they look way better in the offense than Zach Wilson has looked. They feel like a lot of fans feel like um, our offensive coordinator trusts these, young, these quarterbacks more than, they, than he trusts Wilson. Do you believe that to be true, just looking at the play call? Yeah, you know, that's funny because – you know, there's, there's truth and laughter, right? And it's like we can, we, can, we can throw that around and kind of chuckle about that, and, 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 but it, some of it is actually evident, you know, because we're not running on first and second down anymore. We're not, we're not doing, you know, these, these long stretch plays. You know, uh, Mike White is shifting the pocket on his own terms. You know, we're not it, – it, it, it does feel very, very different. But also, too, I don't know if that's elevated play from the offensive line. I don't, you know, it, yeah. it just seems very, it does feel very different, but um, whatever it is, it's working. So I'm not mad at it. You know, even with this loss, like I, I cannot be mad at the offensive production that we're seeing right now at this point. I can't be mad at, at what I'm seeing from the floor. Uh, please, like you said, keep the floor in that box. That man better stay in that yeah. box. That his whole team better live in that box from here to the end of the season. <laughs> like, so, you know, it, 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 it does feel good. But, yeah, so those fans that are saying that, that you know, these guys are trusted more, 
We can say yes also, too, because don't forget, Mike White and Josh Johnson were both part of this organization for, for several years. So there's a level of yeah. trust also that these guys have earned a, a, in practice. And, you know, just because Wilson's the second overall pick, I think there's some pressure to put him out there and, and to get him throwing the ball around. And, you know, they, they want to feed us, you know, some, uh, some hot plays and some, and some flashy Zach Wilson. But right now maybe what we need is, you know, some, some solid quarterback play, which we're getting from Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Listen, <laughs> again, I, I'm not a guy. I'm not here to dump on Zach Wilson. That's not my thing. But I'm telling you, when you look at Mike White and you're seeing this, this offense just move up under, I don't know if you can go away from a guy that's playing so well, especially, again, if he continues this. Because the offense looks really good under him. That touchdown drive looks easy, easy, simple. He makes things look yep. so simple. I don't, I, don't see, I don't see how you go away from him. But my last question before I let you go, Sebastian, you were bringing the heat, man, is, what are your thoughts about Elijah Moore's performance, man? Do you think he's turning the corner and he's going to really, you know, get into the kind of the same guy, the same mode, the same caliber receiver that we saw him be, you know, in camp and coming into the preseason? I think so. I think, I think that he is coming to his own, and I think LaFleur is doing a great job of seeing him open. I think, I think mm-hmm. between Elijah Moore and uh, uh, Michael Carter in the backfield, they're going to be a one-two punch on the run. To, to the deep uh, play action. I got a feeling that's what it's going to turn into. I, I, think, I think Elijah Moore is really coming into his own. And, you know, I haven't been as excited about a Jets receiver, I think, since uh, Brandon Marshall. So, I mean, this guy is, is, wow. is moving. And, and, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm really pumped to see. I think he is coming into his own. I think he was a valuable. And a lot of people slept on him in the second round. They slept on him, and we yeah. didn't. So, you know what? Let, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Sebastian, I want to thank you for calling in. You brought the heat, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Hey, no no problem, Joe. Have a good one. Now you have a good one. Listen, Sebastian calling in with the fire, man. He called in with the fire. I respect it. You know, I mean, it sucks that we, we took a loss, but, you know, that's what this is. That's what this show is all about, you know, talking about it getting that therapy out, getting that anger out. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. But we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you're watching the stream, wherever you're watching me from. Also, please subscribe, man. Please subscribe. You know, also uh, share it with your friends and your family if you could. If you'd like to, please give to the Super Chat. If you don't like to give to the Super Chat, some people would rather hit me in the Cash App, uh, you know, please do. Anything that you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. But before we continue on, salute to my guy, V-Man, with the big, 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 big donation. I said salute to my guy, V-Man, with the big, 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 big donation. Salute V-Man. V-Man says defense the defensive problem is a lack of talent. Our D is made up of late-round picks, reclamation projects, and undrafted free agents. D has been all but ignored for the last two years. Well, you know, salute to you, V-Man, again with the big, big, big You know, I want to thank you for giving to the platform. I just – I look at the situation, and I think that there's a lot of – there's just a lot of bad scheming, to be completely honest. The defensive game plan, there was lack of adjustments. I mean, you got Quentin Williams up there, who's a high pick. He didn't play very well. He was getting blown off the ball. We just gave John Franklin Myers quite a bit of money. You know, we just re-signed that guy to keep him around here. 
He only had one sack. There wasn't much pressure on Wentz at all the entire game, at all. You know, he had all the time in the world to throw the football. He made a sandwich, came back, went back, for, said he forgot his chips. He got a drink on the sidelines, came back, and still had time to throw the ball. You know, and when you're getting beat as badly as we were up front running the football, that was insane as well. You know, it's really tough. Guys taking bad angles. Ashton Davis did not look very good. He was taking bad angles to a run. He took a bad angle on a run that, that allowed a big break by one of the Colts uh, running backs. You know, even Mosley wasn't playing well. He was getting caught really bad in spots. Fadukasi wasn't playing very well either. You know, so, you know, this defense has had its dominant moments, but this game, this game, they really got manhandled. So, again, salutes to V-Man. Salutes to all the savages. I got Michael LaFleur. And my chat salutes to him. <laughs> Michael LaFleur said, you know, I'm that guy. I need to talk my talk. <laughs> so salute to him. Salute to LaFleur joining me. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Now continue, you know, <laughs> we'll continue on. But please be patient when you call in. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of callers. We're going to get to everybody. So please be patient. Next on the line is my guy, Rusty. Salute to Rusty. Rusty, you calling in, man. I know that you're feeling it like I'm feeling it. Watching this team lose to the Colts 30-45. to 45. This was a tough game, man. This was a really tough game. Oh, we just lost Rusty. Hopefully he calls in. Everybody's phone's jacked up. <laughs> A salute to Rusty. Hopefully we get him back. Uh, but, you know, when you look at this game, it was really tough. We talk about the running game, uh, you know, the Colts manhandling us up front. That was really, really tough. You look at the situation there, and like I said as well, this defense should have played better. We were just getting thrown around all over the place. Our corner play, there were some plays as well where I thought, you know, our young corners were kind of out of place. We saw Carter. Another, another thing as well in this football game that I saw was the penalties. The penalties – you know, particularly on the Jets' defense, we had a lot, we had face mask penalties that costed us. We had other penalties as well. The Jets' team was penalized heavily. Seven penalties in this football game. 42 yards. We helped the Colts out a lot in a lot of situations. We've got to clean this stuff up, man. We have got to clean this stuff up. We've got to make better plays. We've got to do better things. But to watch some of the young guys offensively be able to kind of pop, that was huge for us too. Especially when you look at a guy like Elijah Moore, there's a lot of talk about Elijah Moore coming into this season, right? We were all excited about him. You had guys talking about how he was, you know, <laughs> he was the best New York Jets wide receiver. He was the best Jets wide receiver the Jets have ever drafted. There was a lot of talk about that. There was a lot of people coming out saying he had future Hall of Fame talent. There was a lot, just a lot of pressure on him and a lot of expectations. And, you know, these last couple games, he's kind of been coming about, especially as the offense has begun to turn around. So, you know, this is a guy that's coming on. Denzel Mims was a little frustrating last in, in Thursday's game, too. I will say that. He had some drops. That's a guy that was kind of frustrating to watch as well. He had some drops in some spots. He's got to clean that up a bit. But Keelan Cole, again, is another guy that continues to impress. Keep in mind, we were without Corey Davis in this football game. Imagine we get Corey Davis back and he's fully healthy in the fold. This offense could really get deadly if Mike White is fully healthy out there throwing the football around. So, man, I'm telling you, it could get crazy. We're going to get back to these lines again, 515 
515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers next. I'm going to my guy, Jacob, man. Jacob, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in, Jacob. I can't wait to hear your takes about this, man. Give me your thoughts on this loss to the Colts, man. What are your thoughts on the running game and how we just got ran all over by this Colts offense, man? How are you feeling about that? Hey, what's going on, Joe? It was definitely a very, very frustrating loss because it just seems like we're always such a one-sided team when, you know, the defense is clicking and the defense has been showing out in the first few weeks of the season. The offense can't seem to get anything going. Offense starts to get stuff going, and we're looking really good. The wide receivers are playing well. We're running the ball effectively. And the defense can't stop anything. So it's like the successful teams are balanced. They're not one-sided, except for the Chiefs, because as we know, now that the Chiefs are one-sided like that, they're not successful anymore. They have a 500 Mm -hmm. record. And so to see this team just constantly run the ball all over us like that is like – I can see Jonathan Taylor going for over 100 yards because he's an incredible running back. But to have him go for 172 and then to have another running back and Naheem Hines go off that, it's like we can't, we can't let that happen. And especially nope. a couple of weeks after the, you know, uh, Jeff Ulbrich said this is never going to happen again after the Patriots loss. It's like, yep. I don't know what we were doing wrong there, um, but the the smart teams know – to take what the defense is giving us. And what must have happened is that we're just predicting they're going to pass a lot. Carson Wentz wants to get going and move the ball down the field, and we're going to try to play very, very, um, I guess, just deep zone coverage and stuff like that and hope we can cause them to turn over the ball. And so they see that, and they just keep audibling to runs, knowing that it's going to get them at least four or five yards every time. And – they were right, and they played way better than we did, and they deserved this game more than we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they really took it to us, man. I was shocked. that It just seemed like the Colts continued to run a lot of the same plays. It seemed like the same running play. And they were so physical up front. They were throwing us all over the place. Our defensive line, I mean, you look at those holes. They were huge. Anybody could have ran through those. <laughs> I mean, seriously, See, anybody, you could have had, 100 and, yeah, you had exactly. 150 yards last night with two touchdowns. Yeah, I could have. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, because it was just crazy how big those lanes were that that, that that Colts offensive line was able to open up against us. I mean, it's, it's insane. But to me, my thought process is, okay, if I'm Sulla, if I'm Aubridge, I'm looking at this situation, we go into the half, and I say to myself, hey, we got to clean things up. Adjustments have to be made. What were your thoughts about the lack of adjustments, man? Because we saw the Colts come out in the third quarter on and do the exact same thing that they were doing all game, because Taylor hit that hit that seventy eight yarder in the third quarter. I mean, what were your thoughts yeah. about that? Were you confused about the lack of adjustments for the Jets defensive side? Uh, I was very confused because I think you know any smart team again, if you're looking at from what the successful teams do, because that's always what I like to do. Go to all the successful teams in the league, teams that are consistent yep. playoff contenders, Super Bowl contenders. What do they do differently from the rest? And usually, what yeah. they're doing is. There's a pattern for all those teams that are great. They make adjustments to what they're seeing, and we didn't do that at all. And so it was very, very frustrating, and I would have liked us uh, – I would have liked to see some more blitzes here and there um, because usually when Carson Wentz starts getting, start getting into that panic mode, 
of people in his face, that's when he makes those turnovers. Like, you know, last week against the Titans, he threw the ball left-handed in his own end zone, which is just not what an elite quarterback does. So I really mm-hmm. don't think he's an elite quarterback by any means. Um, one sec, there's a helicopter flying over my house. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, so, listen I, and I hear you. I, I thought that there would be more pressure on him as well, but we didn't get much pressure on Wentz at all. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I think blitzing a lot of people really would have been the best way to stop him there because there's only one real reliable receiver, in my opinion, on that team, and Michael Pittman. I know Zach Pascal's, mm. you know, he's solid, but he's not, you know, an elite number one receiver by any means. And then outside of that, they, they're guys who got – they asked people on the street, hey, can you play for us? And they said yes. So Michael Pittman <laughs> was really the only concern on the receiving side of the ball. And so a blitz definitely would have been the right way to stop him, and we just didn't make that happen. And it's really frustrating because all of us, including the experts too, have been going on and on about how the defensive front is like the best part of this team. And so to see it mm-hmm. let up like that is very, very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you look at this defense, and now it's going to be without Marcus May. He's tore uh, his Achilles, yeah. but he's going to be done for the season. How concerned are you about the safety position? I mean, Ashton Davis really did not, you know, leave uh, anyone, you know, with a, with a great impression of the way he played against the Colts either. How are you feeling about the safety position? How, how are you feeling about the safety position? How concerned are you about it? Yeah, I'm pretty concerned now for sure because Marcus May, I could have seen us being a little bit concerned if he got moved to the deadline, but he didn't obviously. And so to see him go out like this is – it's not great at all. Uh, I mean, I guess the only positive to it is that if we want to re-sign him, we can probably get him on a little bit of a cheaper deal now because teams are going to be a little bit concerned on signing him to big money after coming off a torn Achilles because it's one of the worst injuries you can have uh, as an Mm -hmm. NFL player. But outside of that, there's just not much good to come out of it because from watching that game, it seems like the only thing Ashton Davis is really good for is just like hitting hard. He, like, wants the people to purposely catch the ball just so he can hit them really hard. And, I mean, it's that's not the only part of your game as a safety, obviously. And I think that's what he really wants to do is just be able to show the world how hard he can hit. And um, the big play that he gave up was, I think, against Zach Pascal. He had a really nice out route about 30 yards out. Um, yeah. So, I think until he can really – get his coverage skills up a little bit more, I think it's going to be very, very questionable how our safety position plays. And then when you get towards the draft time and the combine time, one of the top prospects in the draft named Kyle Hamilton is a safety who can really just play everywhere. So I, especially now with Marcus May going down, I see him as one of the targets for us early on in the draft because we're going to have a top 10 pick for sure, whether it's ours or Seattle's. Yeah, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that when it comes, but let me tell you something. Ashton Davis yeah. has got to step up. He's got to step up, man, because that last night was not, not the best for him. So going over to the offensive side of the ball, let me tell you something. Michael Floor continues to call beautiful games offensively. What were your thoughts about his play calling with Mike White and Josh Johnson? It seems like he's a bit more or a lot more aggressive, excuse me, with these two quarterbacks versus when Zach plays. When Zach plays, it seems like the first couple plays are always to run plays, but when you look at the early early calls against 
you know, the Colts with these two quarterbacks before Mike White went down and Josh Johnson stepped in, it was pass, pass, pass. And we've seen that since Mike White has started. What are your thoughts about him being more aggressive with these two veterans over Zach Wilson? Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, after the Zach Wilson injury, I don't think anybody really would have come into the situation and saw it as, well, whether we have Mike White or Josh Johnson in there, we're expecting, you know, 300-plus yards a game, multiple touchdowns, very few turnovers. But that's what they've produced for us, and I think they've definitely been one of the surprises around the league, that duo at quarterback, which sounds weird to say. But, I mean, I think really it's just because I think he wants to ease Zach Wilson into it because he's a rookie, and usually that's how offensive coordinators are. They don't like to, you know, throw the rookie – too much into the fire. They like to take it easy, make sure they're not throwing 45, 50 passes a game. And so clearly this is the strategy of what it takes to keep us in ball games is to be aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. So my hope is when Zach Wilson does come back, whether it's next week against Buffalo or the week after that against, I think it's Miami or Houston, I forget which one, uh, that he uses the same strategy because, you know, they say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The same thing applies here. We've been playing great offense with this aggressive mindset. And so it doesn't matter who's in at quarterback because Josh Johnson's never really been known for being that Pro Bowl-level quarterback, and neither has Mike White, but they've gone off. Mm -hmm. And so I hope we can stick with that same mindset because if Zach Wilson's already a prospect 10, 15 times better than Mike White and Josh Johnson, then imagine what he could supposedly be with that same exact strategy. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where I want to go with you because – a lot of Jets fans are looking at this situation now and saying, hey, the way that Mike White looked last night before he was hurt looks like the same stuff we saw with the Bengals where the offense moves. He just gets it. They would like to see Mike White, you know, continue to finish out and play the season regardless of whether Zach Wilson is healthy or not. They'd like to see Zach Wilson sit. Are you of the same mindset as a fan as well? It's very, very tough for me still because obviously you want to see the rookie out there And I feel like Mike White, I'm not sure how many years are left on his contract, but he 100% needs to be a re-sign. Even if if it's for a few more million uh, than what it was before, like if he's on a one-year, $1 million, give him one year, $4 million, multiple years, he needs to be re-signed for sure because now he's proven that he can be that solid backup. But it's tough for me because I – you got to roll with the hot hand, in my opinion, and keep him out there. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't know what you have in Zach Wilson until you play him. And so that's where it really becomes a difficult decision for me. And I think given the Mike White injury thing, I would say we roll with him. And then if he gets hurt, then we bring Zach Wilson in and just hoping, not hoping because you never hope injury for a player, especially not of your own team. But on the chance that he does get injured again, then we bring Zach Wilson back in and then see what he's got from there. Okay. Okay. Now, my next question and my final question for you, man, is how impressed are you with Elijah Moore and the way that he was able to play? Do you think that he's turning that corner and getting into that form that everyone talked about, that this guy is really going to start to continue to show us that he can be a big-time wide receiver in this game? I mean, he had a very solid game, seven catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns. Do you think that he's really starting to turn up in this season? 100%. And notice he played a lot in the slots this game, a lot in the slot. He wasn't out wide by the sideline. They were running some bunch formations where there's two wide receivers next to each other. And so they paired him with uh, Denzel Mims some of the time. Some of the time it was with Keelan Cole. And they made sure that his routes were coming across the middle, nothing towards 
you know, the sideline for most of it, except for his first touchdown. But for most of the time where the succession came for him was just, or the success came for him was just running across the middle, making some nice cuts across the middle, and then using the open space to his advantage. And so yeah. there's a reason A.J. Brown and Odell Beckham compared them to all pro receivers. They didn't do it for no reason. And so it's clearly starting to show. And with Jamison Crowder probably not coming back next season, um, I think it's highly unlikely that he comes back at least. Um, it's just like it shows that if he can do this in the slot as a rookie, then with more time and no competition at the slot, imagine what he could be. So I'm very, yeah. very excited yeah. for what happens with him. Yeah, I am as well. Listen, Jacob, I got to get back to these lines, man. You brought the fire tonight. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right, you too. All right. Listen, Jacob on the call in. He knows his Jets. Again, 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Big Green, man. Salute. Big Green is on the line. You know, Big Green, he's going to bring his taste. He's got, he's got to talk about what he's got to talk about, man. You know, he's going to bring the heat. Salute to you, Big Green. I want to thank you for calling in today. Big Green, give me your thoughts on this jet loss to the Colts, man. How are you feeling about it? Big Green? Oh, I felt felt terrible. Oh, man. The the offense was – they were moving, but what the hell is going on with the defense? Remember at the beginning of the year? Remember at the beginning of the year we were afraid uh, LaFleur was going to get poached for somebody for a head coaching job, and then he was like Mm -hmm. just completely lost him. Now they're going to poach him again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's back at it. Give me your thoughts about Mike White and Green. Who are you? Are you seeing, you know, this guy continue to play? He's playing extremely well. Is he a guy that you want to see finish out the season, even if Zach Wilson is healthy? Uh, well, I'd like to see him more. I think at the end of the year we're going to slap a second-round tender on him and then uh, see if he's going to stay or go. Because apparently Josh Johnson can uh, put up some numbers too, which – like the last caller said, I'm really excited to see what Zach can do now that he's sitting on the bench, recovering, learning. Uh, maybe get 700 yards. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my final question before I let you go, Big Green, is how impressed are you with Elijah Moore right now, man? I'm very impressed with Elijah Moore. I'm glad. But what's going on with Mims, man? They're, they're killing him. I don't know what the hell yeah. they do. But he was always a hands catcher. Now he's just trying to catch with his body, so I have no idea what they're doing to him. If they're getting yeah, the yeah. inside his head, my guess. But yeah. Yeah. I'm it's very crazy, excited for Elijah Paul. I, I am as well. Well, Big Green, i got to get back to these lines, man. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Salute to Big Green for coming in and giving us his takes. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Next, we're going to six seven eight six seven eight. We're coming directly to you. You're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. How are you feeling about this Jets loss, man? Oh, it's pretty tough, isn't it? Hello. Six seven eight. Yes. Yeah? How you doing, man? I'm all right. Give me your name, where you're from. Yeah, this is Savage Radio. I remember I called a couple of months ago. What's up, man? Oh, okay. Last okay. Oh, oh. Uh, hold, hold on. He's a savage. I- 
He's a <laughs> We know about you, Leo. We know about you, baby. Give me your thoughts on this yeah. Jets loss, man. How are you feeling about this defense, bruh? I mean, they well, couldn't stop a nosebleed. That, I feel like this, this year is okay. I don't mind this year because, you know, first-time coach and all that stuff going around. I feel this year I, I give it a break. I'm not going to give it a hard mm. time. You know what I mean? Well, I, look, Julio, I hear you. All right? We we all understand that this this defense, you know, is trying to figure things out. But you can't go out there and give up 260 yards on the ground, though, Julio. You can't get blown off the ball the way that we were, right? Yeah, you're right. But it reminded me of um, one of the years when um, – when the 49ers and they had the first head coach, um, what's his name, that Salah played for as a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Uh, Kyle and he Shannon. Had big, yeah, Kyle Shannon. And that was a bad season for the 49ers. Then the following year, there was a monster team to beat. Yeah. So I think it yeah, tends you know, to the right direction. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're – we we got to clean some things up, though, and we got to get a little bit more talent in here. I mean, everybody talks about the Niners, but the Niners also had some pieces. You know what I'm saying? The Niners yeah. had some pieces, think, so we, we got we to figure that out. I think we got some nice pieces on offense, then we got some nice pieces on defense. It's okay. just we all okay. young. This is a, a fusion young team. I'm impressed with, yeah. um, with um, Elijah Moore. Okay. The guy I'm really impressed is – Carter, Michael Carter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Michael Carter has some great plays. What, what were your thoughts about about Mike White, man? Because Mike White has been oh. a guy that stepped in and really played well. That and, and I like that because we haven't had a backup quarterback that was like that in a long time. Mm-hmm. You see? Him coming yeah. in and stepping in and saying, "Hey, I belong here. I love it." Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, like every, that reminds me when, and you're about to laugh at this. You remember when Phil Stone was the quarterback, he got hurt, and just hopped up, I think I said it right, came in, and we ended, yeah, up, going, go they ended up going to the Super Bowl, and he won the Super yeah. Bowl, it wasn't Phil Stone. This kid reminds me more of that. Well, you know. I hear you. I hear you, dude. But we gotta, you know, we gotta see more. But I'll tell you what, Mike White has looked phenomenal, man. He truly, truly oh, has. Yeah. So my my last question for you: When you look at this situation, what were your thoughts about the lack of adjustments defensively, man? How'd you feel about that? Uh, I didn't feel so good, but you know, I gotta let it be. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say it like this: Listen. Like if um. If um, what's his name would have been on TV again saying it, he said he's supposed mm. to be my image, and he's making me look bad. Yeah. You know who we going? <laughs> Rex Ryan. Yeah. Rex Ryan. Yeah. You know what I Rex Ryan was saying? He said, "Why hear me? He's supposed to control his defense." Yeah. Listen, I hear you, June. So I want to thank you for calling in, June. Week. It was great speaking to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in. Salutes to you. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five. Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy Rusty. Rusty, we're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, Rusty. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. 
Rusty, give me your thoughts on this Jets loss to the Colts, man. 30-45, to 45, the defense looked awful. How'd you feel about all these missed tackles in the play of C.J. Mosley? Hey, what's up, fam? Hey, Savages. It might be about before. I was making nachos, and I didn't expect for me to be next. And uh, I went to take it off the speaker, and I hit end call, and then everything hit the cheese and say it was, yeah, it's like our season, you know, and when <laughs> it was what it was. It's still good. It's still good, so it's all right. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good, Rusty. Give me your thoughts on the, the Jets' loss, man. What were your thoughts about this defense getting shredded the way they did? Uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed in the D. Um, it was our stronghold, which where the other callers called them two prior. It's, it's like flip flops. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's maddening, but it's a good thing to see too because if it was only one sided throughout the whole entire season, it would definitely be a problem. So, solid being a rookie coach, head coach, I should say, quote unquote. It's bouncing back and forth, so he's just got to find his median. You know, he's uh, we've obviously in the worst, hopefully, and not worse than that, but we've seen, you know, pretty good. I just want to see our best, you know. And, yeah. But uh, it is – it's rough, with, especially with May getting injured and uh, getting a draft pick for him or not trading him because now we look out where, you know, you can't predict those sort of things, but J.D. must be – Killing, well, not killing himself, but just being, you know, head in his hand, just being like, uh, you know, these Achilles and, you know, dead darn yeah, type of situation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't control. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, yeah, when you look at the situation now defensively, you got to depend on Ashton Davis and, you know, we'll figure out what else we're going to do there at safety. But maybe, you know, Nestling's going to come in as well and play play quite a bit too. But even when you look at Ashton Davis, he really hasn't given you too much to hang your hat on as far as a vote of confidence because he did not play well last night either. He took a bunch of bad angles, was getting blown up in a lot yep. of situations. So you got to wonder about this safety situation now. But my other question for you is how surprised were you that we didn't get pressure on Carson Wentz? I mean, this guy you know, still had solid yardage against us, 272 yards, three TDs. I think he was like 22 or 30, and he had all day long to throw the football I mean, how shocked were you that we didn't really get after him as much as we all thought that we would? That that really was troubling to me because it's, like, weird how I look at it, but it is nonetheless. <laughs> it's, uh, but mm-hmm. how we did against Tennessee and then how Tennessee did against the Colts to where I think we allowed mm-hmm. maybe one sack. I, I don't think they got more than one sack if they did even get one sack. Yeah, we only had one sack. We only had one sack on a day. Yeah. Like John Franklin Myers, that was it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. When we played against Tennessee, I thought we – well, we killed Tannehill, did we not? I thought we had, like, nine sacks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we banged him around. We banged him around quite a bit. Yeah, no, no, I meant when – against us, of them allowing, you know, to get us. I think Zach only got oh. sacked once. That's what I was mm-hmm. saying. And then when you take that and see how they did as soon as Sunday when the Colts and Tennessee played, Tennessee, you know, had – it was a battle, but it wasn't nearly like it was against us. So I was looking at it like how I guess everybody else was like, you know, their line on the Colts is really good, but ours is, you know, we have tenacity at least, you know, and heart. But mm-hmm. it, it, we weren't, we, you know, we were an eight-cylinder engine that were firing on like 
three cylinders, four cylinders, six cylinders, you know, not on all yeah. it when it should be. It's yeah. it was unfortunate and that's what it was too, and then oh with Mike White. Oh <laughs> Oh man. Oh that was Talk yeah. to me. Talk that to was, me. That, that was, was gonna be my final question for you. Give me your thoughts about the situation with Mike White, because supposedly he's gonna play again. You know, they're saying I he's hope so. trending towards being being fully prepared for next week. So is he a guy that you want to continue to see out, go out there and be the starter? I mean, what were your thoughts about his performance in this game as well? Absolutely, I do. Uh, I'm an, and I'm a huge fan for Zach Wall Street Wilson. That's what I stupidly nicknamed, but, you know, did the whole type of thing where you get happy. But <laughs> I uh, I love Zach Wilson. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of troubling to see because I watch college too a lot. Like he picks off not gets picked off, but, you know, he could pick off those little dink and dunks where in the NFL it seemed like he was nervous about it or, you know, held back. Mm -hmm. But, you know, minus that aside, with Mike, he's he was awesome. He did what he had to do. And LaFleur just let it go because he had nothing else to do. And thank goodness he's back in the box, like in the crow's nest. That's where he should stay because he can actually see the field, you know? Be where you're comfortable yeah. at, yep. so you can have, you know, yep. you can you can do you. But uh, with Mike White, I, 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 hey, if he becomes a starter and we're winning, why would I not like it? I would love it. And yeah. uh, you know, he had on his two drives, he had 95 yards. So he was that yeah. was just on two drives. He had 95 yards. Yeah. So he was looking at another 400 banger. And. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sadly is yeah, what it is. You, At least he got his feeling back in his finger, feeling uh, in his fingers, but yeah, that's rough. When you look at the situation, this is my final question before I let you go. When you look at the play calling, it seems a bit more aggressive, actually a lot more aggressive, with Mike White and Josh Johnson versus with Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts on that, man? Do you feel like Lafleur trusts you know uh, uh, Mike White and, and Josh Johnson more than Zach Wilson? Um, if you would think about it, you'd probably say yeah, but I would say no to that only because the games where we did perform and get 30 points back to back, LaFleur was up in the crow's nest. So he's looking down. He's not sidelines. You know what I mean? So he's not, he's seeing it for himself to where he can adjust. He can see different things on the fly. So it's completely different than being on the ground. You know, it's, it's the kill box. So, you you know, if you're a good yeah. sniper, you're a good sniper. If you're not, you're not. And it's looking like he is, you know. That's where he was comfortable yeah. also in uh, San Fran. He wasn't on the sidelines. He was up okay. He was up in the box. Keep him up there. That's how I view it. And that's what I was, you know, I've been saying it a lot. You know, cover your mouth when, <laughs> when he was on the sidelines screaming because people <laughs> read lifts. And, mm-hmm. you know, get him up in the booth. And when they finally throw yeah. in the booth, we have an offense. So, yeah, just need us to click on yeah. all cylinders, and we'll see what's really going on. Yeah, listen, Rusty. Again, man, thank you for calling in. Your takes are fire. I want you to have a good night. All right. Hey, you too, Barth. And uh, thanks again. Go gang green, and love you too, shout- savages. Shout out to everybody. Okay. Easy salute, job. salute. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, Rusty calling in with the fire, man. I respect it. I respect it. Listen, man. I mean, this was a loss. This was quite a loss. 
and it sucks. But there was some building blocks there. There were some things there that, you know, particularly offensively, that have people looking at the situation saying, all right, yeah, you know, we took a loss. It was tough. But, you know, Elijah Moore looked good. Mike White, before he went down, he looked good. Some things to be said. And I'm telling you what, the, the fact that the play calling, in my opinion, is more aggressive with Mike White and Josh Johnson than with Zach Wilson, I think that that said something. I truly do. I think that you look at this situation and you're saying, hey, I think LaFleur trusts those two guys a bit more than he does with Zach Wilson. And I think it's because when you look at Mike White, he's taking what's there. He's doing all the things that they were saying that Zach Wilson needs to do. Play boring football. Just make the throws that are there. Hit the check down. I know a lot of people want to laugh at that. Oh, hitting the check down. <laughs> no, sometimes hitting that check down is the right call for the play because that guy that you hit on the check down could run for 20-plus yards because nobody's around him. <laughs> He's wide open. You know what I mean? So hitting that check down is extremely important as well. And don't get it confused because Mike White can dial it up and take it to you as well. We saw him make throws further down the field when they were there. He's not a big risk taker, though, man. He takes what's there, he keeps moving the chains, and he makes it look easy. So we'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Chris. I'm coming directly to Chris. Salute to you, man. Chris, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts on this loss to the Colts, man. We got ran out the building. Were you shocked that the Jets' defense would get ran on like this? Um, surprisingly, I was. Um, but before that, Joe, Savages, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I thought we were going to win, <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> so let me get that out of my system. But to answer your answer, yeah. Joe, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And yeah. I also, I'd shocked? like to talk about – Go ahead. I'd like to talk about um, Marcus May – Marcus May's injury, I heard that he had a a nasty one. Yeah. Yeah, torn Achilles, he's done for the season. Um, I know how that feels because I, too, had that injury similar. But I think um, the difference between his and mine was, yeah, it was not fun. Um, Mm. I had to get surgery for that. And the, the, the thing about it is, in like a month or so, I was able to heal but I'm mm-hmm. surprised that his injury, the similar injury that I had, mm-hmm. it cost him the whole season. That's, yeah. that's a puzzle. Well, I mean, yeah, it could be the severity of it, you know. Maybe yours was just mm-hmm. a little a little torn, and maybe there was something going on. His, his is probably pretty bad. I mean, the way that he, oh. you know, that they took him to the sidelines, he went back, it's probably pretty bad because he's going to be, you know, out for quite a bit. He's done for the season. And then we're hoping to see what we can get back for him, but – that leads me to my next question for you, Chris, because you know these Jets, man. Once he's gone, we're looking at Ashton Davis. How concerned are you about this safety situation? Because Ashton Davis hasn't really shown us anything to make us think that he's a guy that we can trust back there. I'm not that worried at all, Joe, and I'm going to tell you why. Because mm-hmm. the reason is this is a slap in the face for them, for the defense. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a loss. Think of it as a slap in the face, okay? Okay. Imagine when you know you're making a mistake, what do you do? You get in trouble. So 
Mm. This is something. This is what Ashton Davis is going to do. He's going to show prove that he's ready when he takes on Buffalo, and he's and he's going to make sure that he that he's well trained and well prepared. I have confidence. Mm. I still have confidence in the defense. I do. All mm-hmm. they have to do is just adjust. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, adjustments need to be made. And I was shocked that there wasn't more defensive adjustments in this game, but. You know, I'm hoping that Ashton Davis steps up because, again, without, you know, Marcus Mann, we'll see what his future is with the team. Again, with this torn Achilles, you know, you got to wonder what's going to, you know, what the future may hold with him. But you got Ashton Davis back there. I'm hoping that he steps up because if he doesn't step up, that means there's going to be some big question marks there at safety. You said you you hope he steps up, Joe? I do. Have faith in him. Mm, Okay. Okay, listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. So my final question for you, Chris, before I let you go is, what were your thoughts on the play of Elijah Moore? I mean, what didn't he look pretty darn good against the Colts? I'm not surprised. He has talent. He has a gift. He does. Mm. He does. I, I think he'll make a great wide receiver. I, I do. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'm not surprised. I think, he's going, I think he's going to do even better when we play Buffalo next week. So um, mm. I, I, I guarantee you, the guy's a shining star. So, mm. and All right. also Listen. Joe, also mm-hmm. before well, my final my final statement before I let you go, mm. I know it's early, but I'm gonna say it anyway. We are going to win twenty three to thirteen <laughs> against Buffalo. <laughs> All right, I didn't actually know for this. We'll be doing a show for that, but you know, salute. Listen, Chris, it's early. I understand you're 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 fired up. You're ready to go. You know, even after this loss, you're a positive Jets fan. But you know, we got some things we got to fix, Chris. We do, and I understand being optimistic. I'm optimistic as well. But man, there's some things that we have to shore up on this football team. Let's put this game behind us, and let's move forward. All right. Listen, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too, my friend. Bye-bye. All right. Listen, Chris calling in. Chris is an optimistic Jets fan. I give it. I get it, you know. I understand. But, man, when you look at this football team, you got to say to yourself, you got to wonder, like, oh, <laughs> we got some things we got to clean up. Because if we can't handle the Colts running the football – we got the Bills coming up. We got other teams coming up as well. It's going to be a big question mark. They're going to run the ball at us, you know. It's not the first time we've been ran on. I'm a, I'm a bit concerned about our struggles on the road, too. We lost to the Panthers on the road. We lost to the Broncos on the road. We lost to the Patriots on the road. Now we lost to the Colts on the road. I don't think we won a game all year on the road. Got to clean this up, man. We've got to clean this up. I'm going to go ahead and close out the show now. It's been a phenomenal show. It's great speaking with everybody. This Jets team has got to clean things up, man. We've got to get it together. And I understand that we're in a rebuild. That's why I'm not, you know, no one's going crazy. But some of the things that we're seeing here, it's like, you know, we've got to fix. You don't want stuff like this to continue. I tell you what, this offense, man, this offense has something. Particularly, you know, Mike White, he's looking like he could be, you know, something. (laughs) I'm not, I'm always hesitant to say, you know, he's going to be the guy. You know, because, again, we did draft Zach Wilson. We want to see more out of him. We want to see him trying to turn things around. But I'm telling you, the way that Mike White is making 
things look within this system, how easy he's making things look within this system, boy, oh, boy, (laughs) you got to ask yourself, you know. But we need to see more out of him as well going forward. So we'll see what we get out of him. You know, hopefully he's going to be fully healthy for the next game. They're saying that he is going to be. So we'll see what we get out of him when he's fully healthy and out there again. But so far he's looked really good. Just finding the guys that he needs to find, making the plays that he needs to play, and making the plays that are there, and doing what he needs to do, even in the face of danger with guys screaming down on him. He just makes plays. So I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ00. That is where you can catch me. My page for the show is The Long Beach Joe Show. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to go back and forth. No issues. We'll troll each other back and forth. And as always, people, I'm the troll who lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I'll have my Vera Tucker jersey on. He's playing pretty darn well, man. He's playing pretty darn well. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You look at it. All these people that was hating on the trade-up to get him, they're not saying nothing now. This kid's balling. This kid's balling, man. All right? I'm also on YouTube as well. The show's also on YouTube. Long Beach Joe Jets. Again, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go there. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Give my videos a thumbs up. You want to troll me in the comments, no issues. I'll go back and forth with you. You know, we control each other. No problem whatsoever. You know? Also, if you're checking out the YouTube, that's where I post my content. We also game as well. We do a lot of fun things on there. So please, please, please go to YouTube, Long Beach Joe Chat, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and again, give my videos a thumbs up, and share. Share the streams too. It's always greatly appreciated when you folks do that. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen to the show and call in. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing, okay? Absolutely nothing. I want to thank everyone for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.